Welcome to Permission Granted. I'm your host, Krista Resnick. I'm a master coach who empowers women to be an expression of their purpose, of their passions, their gifts, and stand in the truth of who they are. Here's the truth. The life that you seek and deserve, all of that starts with granting yourself permission. Permission to say no without guilt, to let go of the busy addiction and slow down. Permission to stop hiding and let yourself be seen and heard. Permission to release the self-judgment and celebrate yourself. Permission to embrace that the healthiest choice you can make is prioritizing you. You hold the pad with all the permission slips. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Permission Granted. I have a really, really special podcast for you today. I have on my guest, Roshni, who is calling in to be coached around setting boundaries. Man, oh man, this is a great coaching call. And everything that I talk about with Roshni really is prevalent in so many of my clients' lives. And many of the pieces in Roshni's story were prevalent in my own life. I was what some people might call a boundary disaster at one point in my life. And I often felt really overwhelmed. I often felt resentful. I often said yes to things when Everything in my body was begging me to say no. So I want you to consider some of those things as you're leaning in and listening to this coaching session with Roshni. I've shared before that we have a brand new puppy. He's been with us now for about four weeks. And gosh almighty, this dog is so much more work than I ever remembered a puppy being. <laughs> it's taken me right back to the baby stage. He has to be handled all the time, even around the clock. And I'm tired. My window of tolerance is much less right now than it is when I'm well rested and when I am not dealing with a little puppy who has to be tended to pretty much. 24-7. He does sleep pretty well. I do have to give the little guy that. Um, you know, we still have to get up with him once to twice a night, but he is right back to sleep. So I'm super grateful for that. But anyway, my window of tolerance is pretty thin these days because I'm tired and I'm operating on a little bit less gas in the gas tank than I normally like to. And I noticed myself the other day feeling overwhelmed, feeling a little angry, feeling a little resentful because I didn't think that I was getting the support that I needed, despite the fact that, you know, I've got other abled bodies in this household. Sometimes they're just not able to see things in the way that we're able to see things and vice versa, of course. 
And so rather than really continue down that path of being angry, being overwhelmed, being resentful, and just stuffing my truth, it was my responsibility to own how I felt and speak what was true for me in a way that was honoring, in a way that was connective, in a way that was kind and compassionate. And so that's what I did. And I want you to really consider if you're somebody that struggles with boundaries, are you being honest about what it is you need? Are you communicating with other people in your life that you want to set these boundaries with? Are you communicating with them in a way that will open them up or at least assist them in opening them up to what it is you are asking for, to meet your need? So before we dive into this coaching session with Roshni, I just want you to think about a few things. Do you struggle to set boundaries? Do you feel overwhelmed a lot? Do you often feel angry and resentful? Do you find that you say yes when you want to say no? Do you tell yourself the story, if I don't do it, nobody else will do it the way that I can? Do you struggle to let go of control? Do you think if you do set a boundary that you will be perceived as mean, unkind, and loving? These are a few things I want you to consider as you're listening to this coaching call with Roshni. I think you'll enjoy it. I know it will be helpful to many of you. So thank you for listening. If you are somebody who wants to be coached on the podcast, I will leave the link for you to fill out the application. And it's a great opportunity for you to really get some support and get some help around you also speaking your truth, being honest in your relationships, and setting empowered, healthy boundaries. So take advantage of that opportunity to receive coaching on the podcast. Okay, it's time for my coaching session with Roshni. Enjoy. Hi, Roshni. Welcome to the podcast. How can I support you best today? Hi, Krista. Um, my question today would be on how to set better boundaries um, or actually any boundaries at all. I'm, I'm super, super bad with boundaries. I've been trying to set boundaries for a really long time and um, and it's not really working for me and I'm, I'm entirely and completely overwhelmed all the time. And I know it's because of my lack of boundaries and I just need to find a way to set them up in life and, you know, just be more balanced, I guess. Okay. So Roshni, how do you know that you're bad with boundaries? Because uh, I've been doing a lot of I mean, I've been doing a lot of thinking and uh, just like walking around myself and like trying to figure out how I can make my life better. And it's always come back around to boundaries. I mean, like today I'm super overwhelmed because I don't say no enough, no enough at work and I get thrown a lot of things and then I'm just like trying to finish everything up. And uh, like if I did not 
say yes in the first place i could have just not been overwhelmed but then i don't say no and then then i'm just like struggling and i'm frustrated i'm irritated with myself for not having said no and it's the same thing like with fam fam friends whoever it is it's, it's the same thing and i know it, i mean i end up causing overwhelm for myself because i don't say no when i have to or when i want to yeah yeah i get that so it sounds like it's not only in your work and career it's impacted other aspects of your life your friendships your family life is that correct yes absolutely yeah yeah so you mentioned you've been doing a lot of work on yourself and a lot of you know thinking why do you think you struggle to say no um i don't know i mean uh i feel like it's because i i feel very responsible towards everything possible and like if it's at work i'm just like oh if i don't do it uh who's going to do it um you know how is it going to happen like i need to help them because otherwise it's just not going to happen the way it should and i also um have issues letting go of control so i know if i'm going to do it i it'll happen the way i wanted to and if i'm going to say no and then the whoever does it instead of me is not going to do exactly what should be done or i mean again it's an assumption but then um it's just like you know i feel find way difficult to let go of control mhm yeah and has this been something that has been pretty prevalent in most of your life uh yeah now that i think about it yes yeah yeah so even, go ahead even in my previous workplace i mean i i left because like uh i think it changed jobs like maybe 6 months ago and uh i was just bombarded with work and i i was working like crazy hours and just doing all sorts of thing things because um i mean i set an expectation with the i set expectations with the other people uh and i mean people just assume that i would do anything because initially i was just doing everything anybody asked me to do and then it just became a thing and if i said no it was just like oh my god why would you say no like you always say yes you always do these things why are you suddenly like not going to do it yeah and it got to a point where i couldn't like you know it, it wasn't working like i even if i said no even if i tried people were not taking it the right way and then i'm just like you know what the easy way for me right now is to just get out start over and set boundaries from the get go so that i don't have to be in the same position again but here i am sort of in the same position again yeah yeah so so talk to me a little bit about what comes up for you when you try to set a boundary like what are some uh-huh. of the feelings and the internal chatter maybe the the mind chatter that takes place when you do set a boundary or when you try to set a boundary uh, it's more it's mostly like oh how can you how can you say no i mean someone's asking you for help uh like that's so uh mean of you like you know how to do it so it's it's not a big it's not a big deal it's only a matter of like you know what half an hour or whatever like whatever how much of a time it takes it's just it's it's not a big deal you know why do you have to say no that's you know i feel like a selfish person or a mean person when i say no mm. 
mm-hmm. and and it's not about uh, it's it's not about disappointing others i mean i'm not worried about disappointing others but then i'm i'm i think it's more so like i give myself some sort of um um like i put myself as uh, i put myself as like a mean person or something along those lines in my own head and then i feel bad about it so i don't do it because of that i think that's one of the main things that comes up for me yeah yeah i think you're being mean or you're being selfish i'm hearing uh sounds like some of the internal dialogue is well how can you dare say no you could just you know do this pretty easily yeah yeah yep, exactly yeah so tell me a little bit rashni where do you fall in the family in terms of well do you have siblings yep i have a younger brother okay so you're the oldest yep okay and talk to me about sort of your role growing up in the home um i'm actually the parent of i mean even my my brother and my parents <laughs> so uh i sort of like uh i mean i i'm the i think i don't know what the word is i'm sort of the center of the family or whatever it is like everyone comes to me for everything uh even if like you know say uh my mom and dad fight or like my mom and my brother fight it's always like you know i always have to get in between it you know uh, mediate the fight and like try to explain to both parties and try to sort of stabilize the situation Yeah. and i mean even if they needed something like just i mean even if my parents like need help on the internet they wouldn't go to my brother they would come to me mm-hmm. and even if it was something that he could easily do and he knows how to do they just wouldn't go to him because somehow they don't they they trust me to do the right thing and with him they're just like oh no you know i mean she she's the better bet let's go to her yeah Yeah and and just know that this is really normal for anyone that had to step into that role like you did as really what I'm hearing a child is is you had to kind of take over some of the parenting is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So from an early age Rashni what do you think some of the beliefs were that you formed about being responsible that that i have to be responsible because if i'm not responsible uh things are going to go south yeah and was there a time when things really went south um i actually i i don't think i've ever gotten to a point where i have like withdrawn and be like you know what i'm not going to take responsibility like even if i think about it in my head like 10 minutes later i would just be like no 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 i have to do it if i don't do it who else will who who else is going to take the responsibility for it and i just end up doing whatever i'm supposed to do or take responsibility for anyway mm mhm yeah 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 and i mean i think uh, with a lot of things that has happened in life where things have gone south i i like do think back and i'm just like you know what maybe if i would have uh gotten involved in that particular thing more or like if i would known better uh it would have gone south and like it only went south because i did not take initiative to take responsibility for something like even if it's my like my dad's business um 
like he, he was uh, he ran a business and like i think during the recession in 2007 2008 um, he got hit really bad and like he lost all all his money and all his savings everything he had and like now when i think about it i'm like i mean obviously i couldn't have done anything about it logically i know that because i was probably what like 15 or 16 at the point but i'm just like oh if only if i, I would have like maybe involved myself more like i could have maybe prevented it from happening and like those are the thoughts yeah yeah and how old were you when that happened you said it was 2007 but how old were you when that happened uh, i was probably uh, 16 15 15 16 yeah things yeah. around that yeah and you really were a, a child when that happened so was there really anything that you could do back then as a child as a teenager to really step in and and help your dad with the business no absolutely not i had like zero clue about what was going on so like i mean no one in the family knew anything about what was happening we only knew uh when everything just completely went south is when we got to know about it like we didn't know that things weren't going well or anything of that sort so even if even if i was probably older there was no way i would have known about it mm. or could have done anything about it and i know that but then like it's just sometimes i do have these thoughts popping up yeah yeah so how old would you say rashni you were when you had to take responsibility and really start stepping in as the parent in the home um i probably like 13 13 i guess like i mean i've always uh had to take care of my brother to an extent um i mean like with his studies and stuff like that like you know i had to help him with uh school um homework all of that but other than that like with my parents as well it was probably like 13 or 14 okay and what was happening in the home where you had to step in and do the parenting uh my parents were just uh fighting all the time so they they wouldn't like they couldn't even be in the same room as each other um and if if they did cross paths it would it would just lead to a really ugly fight and uh they were just it was just a lot of screaming at each other and like um my brother was obviously quite young so i i wanted to protect him from uh all of it so like you know that way and plus my mom was sick at the time so like i had to like take care of her and like maybe sometimes even talk to my dad and be like you know listen mom's sick i can't i mean you can't do this like we need to take her to the hospital or like things like that i had to step in for these things yeah Yeah, so can you see Roshni where this pattern was created? Yeah. Literally had to step in and separate the fighting, sort of be mom and dad's um I'm trying to think of the word I want to use, you know, you're you're kind of working with dad and working with mom and then having to intervene and help your brother because nobody was and meanwhile you were a child yourself yeah you had to grow up really quick can you see that yeah yeah absolutely yeah 
And this isn't about blaming your parents and, and necessarily, you know, making them wrong. That's not what this is about, but we do have to go back and look at those patterns and understand where they came from so that we can really do the work around healing them and move forward and start setting those healthy boundaries that we need in our lives to really create uh, a wholeness. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So this started again, really, really young at 13 years old. And you mentioned even before 13, you believed you had to step in and help your brother with his homework and academics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause I mean, like he, cause the thing is my mom would like, my mom would sit with him like to put and help him out and stuff. But then uh, she was very like strict with him and he was a slow learner. So like it, it would end up and like, I don't know. I mean, culturally uh, academics is like the end of the world for uh, brown parents. So it was like, if he didn't know what one plus one was, my mom would just literally lose her shit. And like, you know, she, she would, uh, she would like probably hit him or something like that would happen and it was it was not fun so like eventually I sort of started taking over the the teaching responsibilities helping out helping him out with uh math and things like that so that he doesn't get like hit or he doesn't get yelled at yeah yeah well that's amazing that you showed your brother in those moments compassion and really we're in his corner. It's awesome. And yet that little girl that developed these beliefs and this pattern of having to take responsibility and carry the world on her shoulders. I want you to just connect with her for a moment. And if you need to close your eyes to do that, I want you to just think about a certain time in your life. Maybe it was when you were 13. It could be even younger when you were helping your brother and taking on all of that responsibility. And once you kind of have her in your mind's eye, I want you to tell me a little bit about what that little girl really needed to hear. I mean, none of this is really like my responsibility I'm just I mean I think you know just go have fun chill be a child make mistakes I mean I think those would be the things that I would want I mean or she would have wanted to hear yeah yeah be a kid yeah yeah and when you say those things out loud Rashni how do you feel in your body? What happens in your body? Sadness. I feel sad. Yeah. Like I, feel, I feel this uh, sort of like, you know, the heartbreak feeling like in your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the sensation. I feel sad because? Because, I mean, like I had to grow up too soon. 
So have you really spent time, Roshni, grieving for that part of you, that precious little girl that had to grow up too soon? No, not really. I mean, when I do, like, when I do have a breakdown, I do think of this, like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, it sucks that I have to, I had to grow up so soon. But and I probably cry about it a little bit, but it has never been like something that I've consciously done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would be kind of my first recommendation is that you spend a little bit of time with that little girl inside of you because she's still there. We all have a little inner child that lives within each and every one of us. And my invitation to you would be to just connect with her, tell her, like you just told me what it is that she needs to hear. She needed to hear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Create a safety within yourself and in your relationship with her. Spend time with her. She wants to be heard. She wants to be seen. And make it okay that she feels sad. Because you really didn't get to experience your childhood in a way that a child should. And again, this isn't about making your parents to blame here, but this is about honoring you and honoring that little girl inside who had to grow up way too fast. Yeah. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So just spend some time connecting with her maybe even do a little bit of journaling. I love to use sentence stems, Roshni, such as I'm sad because, and just let yourself just express on that page. Don't analyze it. Don't think about it. Let those feelings come up and out. I'm sad because, and write as fast as you possibly can without thinking just Mm -hmm. as a way to start to move and feel those feelings. Okay. Do you have any suggestions? I mean, like I've, I've tried journaling before and it's, it's, I find it very difficult to write. Yeah. So this is actually a different type of journaling. This Mm -hmm. is not journaling in the sense of, oh, I had such a great day. And at eight o'clock, here's what I did. And at 1117, I experienced this and, oh, maybe this means this. <laughs> it's not that at all. <laughs> this is something that I call release writing. And what we really want to do with this kind of journaling is the entire purpose of it is to get you really tapping into those feelings of sadness of anger, of grief, of overwhelm, of frustration, and let those feelings really come up and be present in your body and just be with them so that you can experience them and really feel them. So this is why we wanna take the mind out of this exercise. We don't want to sit and contemplate and consider and think about. 
we're literally writing, I'm sad because I'm angry because I am frustrated because I am overwhelmed because, and you're writing down on that piece of paper, things that are are just going to pour out of you because you're writing so fast that your, your hand can barely keep up. Let those words just pour out of you onto that page without any judgment. Whatever comes up, comes up. So this is not a mind or a mental exercise at all. This exercise, again, it is specifically designed for you to express and release some of the emotion around having to grow up so fast. It's, it's an exercise to help you really grieve some of what you experienced as a child, because no child should have to grow up that fast. No child should have to carry the weight, Roshni, of intervening between mom and dad's arguing and having to go to dad on behalf of mom because mom is sick. Yeah. No child should have to endure that. So this exercise is going to be really, really powerful for you in terms of getting a chance to really express and feel some of those things that you've never given yourself permission to say and to feel. Yeah, okay. I will definitely give it a shot. Yes. And my advice is you're going to have to give it more than one shot. Okay. This is something that you might even want to consider doing daily. Okay. Build it into your daily routine as a habit to really start chipping away at some of those feelings that I suspect are stuffed pretty deep because you had to keep trudging on. You didn't have the space and the freedom to feel a lot of your feelings because you were busy parenting. Yep. I mean, and the thing is, it's, it's still, it's still, it's still the case. It's, it's, I'm still parenting all of them and I haven't really gotten out of it. So it, it's just, it's still very real. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to get to that. We're going to get to some of the setting healthy boundaries and now kind of moving forward with that. But I really wanted you to see where this pattern and how deep this pattern is for you so that you can really come at this with compassion in mind, understanding that that little girl, again, she had to grow up way too quick. And it's not that you can't set healthy boundaries that you're unable to. It's just, this is a pattern that got started really early in your childhood. Yeah. So I share that with you so that you can offer yourself tenderness, grace, and compassion as you are working to heal this pattern of sort of people pleasing, overtaking responsibility, control is a word you used in your life. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. So that's the first thing that I want you to do is just a daily habit of this release writing and whatever you're sitting there and feeling, whether it's sadness, frustration, overwhelm, just get it out onto paper and write as fast as you possibly can. No less than 10 minutes. 
Okay. Okay. So you want to set a timer for at least 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. I will do that. Okay. Beautiful. Now, in terms of moving forward, setting the healthy boundaries, tell me something that you would love to either say yes to or something that you need more of in your life? Um, I need more time to myself. Yeah. Like, you know, just, just to be, I mean, I don't have anything specific in mind that I want to do, but just to be with no one but myself in silence and I can do whatever I want at that point, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So you need space. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to hear me say that you deserve that space for yourself. Everybody has needs and it's okay for you, Rashni, to have needs and to meet your own needs and to even make requests of other people at times to meet your needs. Yeah. It is okay. So this space, this time for yourself that you are craving Tell me one way that you might be able to make that happen. Um, that is a very, very difficult one to think of because I mean, at this point, like the way my entire day is sort of framed, I literally have like zero leeway to add that in. I guess, I mean, probably like my alone time usually is while I'm driving to work and back from work. But it doesn't feel like the alone time that I need because I'm just stressed and anxious on the road about the traffic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense because you're you're really you're really not saying yes to yourself. I mean, you're in the car, right? It's almost like that doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, it does, yeah. right? It does. And you can use that time in the car very wisely, whether it's listening to nothing, just the sound of the car humming along the freeway or leaning into a, you know, a podcast or an audiobook or some music, you know, you can use that time very wisely, but it's still not what I'm hearing you say. You, you really are craving like space for yourself, whether it's to rest, read a book, lay under the covers for an hour and just lay there and just do nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I need. Like, even, I mean, at this point, even if I sit down to like read a book, someone will come talk to me in between and I'm like, that's not the point of this. <laughs> I'm trying to do something by myself. Let me be. Yeah. Yeah. So what stops you from saying that? I mean, because usually maybe my mom would come in uh, and if I, if I 
say something back, it would result in her throwing a tantrum and saying things like, oh, you don't spend time with me anymore. You know, even if whenever you're home, you want to do this, do that, you don't want to spend time with me. And then it's a whole thing, which I don't have the energy for. So I'm like, I might as well just respond to whatever she wants and get on with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the easier thing to do because setting the boundary isn't necessarily something you're accustomed to. It's not familiar to your system. So when she says that to you, I want you to just close your eyes for a minute. When she says some of those things to you, what, what kind of happens in your body? Uh, I, I, I get stressed out. Like I can feel, I'll feel my body like tighten up and it's just, uh, it's like a lot of irritation. Yeah. Where do you feel the irritation, Rashni? In my chest and my neck, actually. What's happening right now in your chest and your neck? It, it just tightens up and like I can feel my muscles like contracting. Mm. Yeah. And that's really, really common for somebody that has not been able to use their voice to speak their truth for a very, very long time. I get that. It's super normal. Mm -hmm. So you really want to start paying attention to those sensations in your body because it will happen when you put the date on the calendar for saying yes to space for yourself and your mom comes and knocks on your door and starts with the guilt trip of, well, you just don't want to spend time with me, yada, yada, yada. You're immediately going to feel that in your body. You're going to feel that constriction of your throat. You're going to feel that irritation in your chest that you just described. And that's the alarm bell for you to put a pause button and really collect yourself to speak your truth from a place of compassion and connection. We don't have to be jerks about it. We don't have to say, hey, mom, can't you see I'm busy? My, what I've got going on is way more important than what you have going on. No, that's, that's not building a bridge of connection, but you can Roshni speak your truth in a way that is loving and kind. Mom, I love you. And I love this time that we spend together, but I've had a really long week. And right now I'm tired and I'm craving some time to myself so that I can be replenished so that I can be nourished and so that I can not feel so overwhelmed. So I'm happy to spend time with you, mom. Could you maybe be free today around one o'clock? See how that's different? Yeah. <clears throat> so what I struggle with is like obviously when the irritation strikes, I'm not I'm I'm unable to word things as nicely. Like I'm my tone. You, you you can sense irritation in my tone. Even if I say even if the words are nice, you can like sense the irritation in the way I'm speaking. Yeah. Well, because, I mean that's the first instant reaction, like 
like i'm like it's so like it's so obvious that i'm doing something and like you know you shouldn't be interrupting but here you are just i get irritated and frustrated i'm like ugh and whatever i say even if it's nice it will sound condescending yeah well and part of that is because rashni you're so you are so overwhelmed and you are so exhausted that you've got this energy leaking out right and yes. and part of that is going to improve a little bit from the release writing once you start to really express those feelings and start to move some of those feelings that you are experiencing probably a lot of resentment there's probably a lot of anger yeah so when we don't express our emotions and release them we leak them out onto other people yeah, in the little subtle ways that are very very sneaky but exactly like what you're talking about we we have a we have a critical tone to our voice yeah or there might be a little eye roll can't they see that i'm busy oh that's all the time like literally i roll my eyes so much and it's it's, it's i don't i can't even control it yeah well you can you can and part of that will come from releasing some of that emotion and this is a beautiful gift this is a beautiful gift when mom comes knocking on your door because you get to step into your leadership your confidence your calmness and come from that place of love and compassion and speak to her in a way that builds a bridge but that stands firm on the boundary. Now the other thing that I want you to do is I want you to tell me when is the first time that you can put it actually on your calendar to to create this space for yourself. What would that actually look like? When is the soonest that you can do that? I can do it tomorrow actually. Tomorrow's I mean it's the weekend here so I should be able to carve some time out for myself. Awesome. What time? Um say afternoon like 12 o'clock. Okay. So that is your time to yourself. 12 o'clock. Yep. It goes onto your calendar. It is not negotiable. Yep. So because it seems like you kind of know the pattern here of mom in particular, we'll just use that example because that's what you shared. Yeah. Instead of giving yourself the opportunity to be reactive because this is something new for you, let's get ahead of the ball game here and let's put it on the calendar and let's have a conversation with mom beforehand. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that is doable. Like, let her know upfront so that she knows yeah. that she should be. Yeah. So let's role play that out a little bit. What might that sound like, Rashni? Um, uh, like, hey, mom. So tomorrow at twelve o'clock, I'm gonna sit and read a book, and maybe, you know, just chill for a bit, do nothing. I would really appreciate it if. i was left alone i mean okay that that might sound rude uh, if i was just 
I'll have to do whatever I want and we can catch up after it, like maybe at around two o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. And why is that important to you at time for yourself? Because I'm exhausted. I just need some time to sit down and recharge and just, you know, get out of the overwhelm and not be irritated and crabby later on when we, when I do spend time with you. Yeah. And it's really important to tell her that, to tell her how you're feeling, to really start to take ownership. Here's what's happening when we enter into conversations like this, Rashni. This is why this is so powerful. You're taking responsibility for how you feel. I feel overwhelmed, mom. I feel exhausted. And you're also taking responsibility for what you need. And this is something that as humans, and especially as women, we are not taught. We are taught that oftentimes we're selfish, that we should meet everybody else's needs. But I'm here to say that that is signing yourself up for a life full of resentment and anger and exhaustion and overwhelm. Your needs matter. All of our needs matter. Your mom has needs. Your dad has needs. Your brother has needs. So it's taking ownership for these beautiful, totally legitimate needs that you have and communicating that to her in a really clear and concise way. Yeah. And then making a request of her so that she understands how she can support you in meeting that need. So it might sound something like, would you be willing, mom, to just give me that space for two hours? Would you be willing to get together at four o'clock instead of three o'clock? Yeah, but what do I do if she if she like literally goes like, oh, why do you have to spend time alone? Are you saying that spending time with me makes you overwhelmed or like, I don't know. She, but knowing my mom, she might make it about herself. Like she will sort of uh, make it mean something about herself in the sense that I'm trying to not spend time with her because I feel negatively about spending time with her. Mm. So what do you think? What would be a response to that? Like, I I would try to explain that, you know, no, that's not what it is. I just really need to do this for myself. And it's, it's nothing to do with you. It's, it's me. Yeah, exactly. And as long as you are communicating, Roshni, your truth with love and honesty, and I believe that love is being honest. I think we have some false ideas around what being loving is. Loving is firm. Loving is setting boundaries. 
Loving is being honest. Love is not this passive thing. Yeah. So as long as you are communicating with love and connection in mind, whatever comes up for her on her end is her own internal issues that she's battling. That is not your responsibility. Here is where you need to continue to remember what you are saying yes to. I'm saying yes to my need for space. That's the only thing you need to focus on right now, Roshni, is how can you say yes to more space in your life? And this is the way that you're going to start is by carving out time tomorrow on your calendar to make it happen. Yep. I will do that. You're going to start looking for more ways to add space to your calendar once you do this tomorrow. Yeah. Oftentimes people think boundaries are about saying no. And what happens when we're so focused on the no's is we're actually focused on the problem. Well, how do I tell my mom that I can't spend time with her? How do I tell my dad that I can't X, Y, Z? How do I tell my brother? How do I tell my colleague? Oh my gosh, it's going to be so uncomfortable. What if they think I'm selfish? What if they think I'm just a really irresponsible person? Yep. And we get so uncomfortable that it stops us from setting the boundary. What I'm here telling you is that I want you to flip the boundary paradigm and not think about so much what you need to say no to, Rashni. I want you to start thinking about what you need to say yes to, what you crave in your life. What do you need more of? Those are the things you're going to say yes to. And ultimately what's going to happen is your no's are going to get easier and easier and easier. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a very uh, interesting way to look at because I mean, every time I think of how to say no, I'm already overwhelmed and like the um, the the push to go forward with it is is automatically like diminished. But then I like the idea of looking at it the other way. It feels more motivating. Yes, yes, exactly. You deserve your need for rest, for space, for time, for yourself to spend it however you choose to spend it. But this hasn't been familiar to your system because you've been so conditioned. The pattern runs so deep here of putting yourself last on the priority list. And what's going to happen is you're going to start resenting everyone in your life because you've made no space for you. Yep. And it's unattainable to live that way. It's just not sustainable. Yeah, yeah, right. That's not- I'm avoiding that right now. So I can uh, vouch that this doesn't feel sustainable at all. Like I just feel like I'm in constant overwhelm and anger. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
and you have every right to feel those things. So does this all make sense? Yes, it does. Beautiful. Hear me say that you have gifts and talents inside of you, Roshni, that the world needs. You are here to shine your light and to live a purposeful life. But by saying yes to everyone outside of you, by taking on everybody else's stuff, trying to meet everybody else's needs, you're not going to be able to shine that beautiful light that you have out into the world because it's going to be burned out. So the way to really shine is to start to say yes to your needs and to start to really communicate vulnerably with your mom. And again, it won't be easy at first sharing how you feel, sharing what you need. It's going to feel like a foreign language, but the more you start to express your feelings and your needs, the more comfortable it's going to get for you. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? No, I, I, I'm going to try out all of this and hopefully uh, it's, it's going to pan out like we role played. Yes. Well, just remember, we don't always have control over how other people respond, but we do have, I don't know if the word is control or I guess just let's just go with that for now over how we show up. And the, the responsibility that we take, the, the choices that we make, and it's time for you to really start stepping into your leadership and really giving yourself what it is that you need because you deserve it. You deserve yes. it. It's time for you to start parenting yourself, reparenting yourself by showing yourself the love and the compassion that you need. Was this helpful? Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are loving the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and review wherever you get your podcast. It really does help the show get seen. And when the show gets seen, other women have an opportunity to learn how to prioritize themselves and redefine selfish too. Please remember... You are worthy, you are enough, and you matter.